Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. To get transcripts to our entire archive of over 400 podcasts, plus access to exclusive content, become our patron today. You can become our patron for the cost of a cup of coffee a month. Learn more by visiting livinghour.org slash patron. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from How to Develop Your Personality by Claire Tree Major, published in 1916. Several years ago, while traveling through Canada, I received an invitation to attend a reception at which a very noted author was to speak. I accepted the invitation with great pleasure, since I had read all the author's works and was glad of the opportunity to meet him. I admired his books mainly for their vigorous spirit, their suggestion of the rugged, open-air life of mountain, lake, and forest. I expected to find the author a man of vivid, compelling magnetism, reflecting in himself the virility of those products of his imagination. To my astonishment, I found a man devoid of magnetism, who read his paper from beginning to end, without raising his eyes to his audience possessing a monotonous, colorless voice and a face that was an impassive mask. He was everything his books were not, yet it was his real self that had created his books. What we saw was not the man, but the sheath, the covering that hid the man from us, in which he had been unable to break, the body that should have but did not give him the instruments he needed to show himself to our minds. If he had not written what was in his soul, we should have judged him to be just what his exterior personality represented him to be. We cannot all use the same medium of expression. There must be some that read books, as well as some that write books, but that does not mean that we need be content when our real selves remain masked from the outer world. It is only a question of whether our body, our voice, our manners are going to master us or whether we will master them, whether they shall be our jailers or our servants. The force that compels all action is desire desire to have, to be, to know, to feel. The higher the form of life, the more varied and complex are its desires. It is not only a driving force, it is also an attractive element. The power of thought is a creative one. It's become a well-accepted fact that the mind is supreme, or rather that it can be taught to become so. It does not require any miracle to convince us that the real controller of our condition and destiny is our thought. However, it is a most peculiar thing to me that many people have for generations been listening to the most practical advice and common sense suggestions along these lines, 
but have entirely missed the point because they have heard them in church or read them from the Bible. It has taken a heretic like James Allen, who could read the Bible for simply what it contains, just as he would any other book, to show us some of its truths. Why should we limit such a saying in Proverbs as, As a man thinketh, so he is, to some connection with sowing wild oats. It is true that we are what we think, and the amount of ourselves we demonstrate in everyday life depends on how hard we think it. Desire is, of course, a mental condition. You may desire food, be hungry, but it is not your body that is desiring. It is your mind that, having received notice from your body that the supply of nourishment is running short, desires to replenish it and demands food. It is then that driving force which makes the body seek the food it requires and suggests methods of obtaining it. Ambition is desire, the desire for self-expression along the line of least resistance. Desire is a thing to be cultivated. Feed it with your imagination but do not desire to have things. Greed and envy and a host of other uglinesses owe their birth to the desire to have. Desire to be, and the things will come of themselves. To be a great success, a master in your chosen business or profession, that is a legitimate desire an ambition that will be an incentive to the exercise of your highest faculties. To desire to be rich in order that you may possess things stunts the mind and works against success. The first and most important thing to do with regard to one's career is to focus one's ambitions. To scatter your energy over a number of things means that none of them is going to get your best work. Be one-pointed. Have a definite mental picture always of the thing you want to become, and that will concentrate your effort toward its realization. You may decide later that this is not the thing you really need after all, and change your course entirely. But the concentration you have exercised in the original desire will stay you in good stead in the new one. And since nothing is lost, and our minds do not after all work in jumps, you will find that the first thing logically led up to the last. You will find that the first thing logically led up to the last. It simply meant you had outgrown the first. When Charles Rand Kennedy, in his great play The Servant in the House, makes one of his characters say, Everything comes true, if you just wish hard enough. He isn't just telling fairy stories, he is teaching a real truth. The trouble with most of us is that we don't wish hard enough to go out and make our wishes come true. It is our supreme wish that drives action, and that is not always the wish we think we have. You may be a salesman, for example, 
and think you want to succeed. You know you would like to have more money. You even have quite definite plans as to how you would spend more money if you had it. When other people are talking of their plans and ambitions, you can contribute your share. You really think you are ambitious. But yesterday it snowed, and you thought that it was quite a legitimate excuse for staying at home. One day isn't such a big slice out of 30, and you thought you could make it up by working harder on another and more pleasant day. One can always find excuses, but the real fault is with the desire. You desire comfort and self-indulgence more than you desire business. You will always obey the stronger desire. If you desire success with all your heart and soul, and mind and body, not war nor weather, nor anything in all the world will keep you from it. Keep your ambitions a long way ahead of you. It will give you perspective. The little things of today will seem smaller when they are but the stepping stones to the greater things of tomorrow. Hitch your wagon to a star for the psychological effect it will have on your mind. The higher your aim, the sooner will you spurn the lower reaches. If you have two flights of stairs to climb, you are tired on the first flight and exhausted by the time you reach the top of the second. But if the elevator isn't running and you have to climb six, the first two are nothing at all and you don't begin to feel tired until the fourth and eventually you make the sixth. The person who understands and uses intelligently this desire force doesn't waste their time. They know what they want and start out to get it. When things seem not to be coming to them, they waste no time in worrying or in blaming someone else. They know that the thing they desire is waiting for them. They simply haven't found the best way to get it. Desire is will, the wish or will to become something. It is the greatest power in the world. Backed by an understanding of life and its laws, it is unconquerable. There is plenty of everything for everybody. So you need not tread on the fallen bodies of your fellows to achieve success. You will simply leave them behind you but only because they have not developed the power to climb. You are not to blame for their failure. No one else is to blame for yours, except your personal responsibility. Know yourself as an individual power. What others have done, you can do. Arouse your imagination. Picture yourself in your mind the thing you desire to be. Then bend every effort to the materialization of your dream. Know that you cannot fail. That what you most certainly expect. That is the thing you will have. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. 
Get your own private feed to our podcast with full transcripts delivered right to your smartphone by becoming our patron today. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month and will ensure the production of our podcast for years to come. Visit livinghour.org slash patron. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.